0: G'day everyone, welcome to Mark and Cars Porsche Talk, the podcast where we talk about all things Porsche. If you love air-cooled, water-cooled, rear engine, front engine, even mid-engine, there'll be something here for you, but most importantly, we'll talk to people who are as passionate about our favourite brand as we are. I'm your host, Mark Sheriff from the YouTube channel Mark and Cars. Thanks for taking the time to support this channel and the podcast. Feel free to share any input suggestions, ideas, comments, reviews, send me a boring old email if that's all you've got you'll find me on most social medias mark and cars before we get into it though let me talk about my channel sponsors bowden zone they're an australian made premium car care product manufacturer i use them love them they make my little red car very shiny just google bowden zone or if you're an australian lister drop into your local auto car care store also wreck watches we're a Danish watch company that design and manufacture. Watches was an automotive theme. The watch I wear is called a 901. It's made out of recycled 911 parts. Amazing. The attention to detail is incredible. Great movement, etc. Check them out, Rec Watches. Today, our guest is James, auto amateur, 911 nutcase. Bit of a sympathizer to water-cooled cars, but you know what? We're going to talk to him anyway. G'day, James. Thanks for I your time it. today.
1: Yeah, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me.
0: Great to have you. The tell me what's been going on in your life.
1: Well, can we just start by saying I want one of those watches. They're made of recycled nine eleven parts. Look, I, I, hang on.
0: I'm going to look for viewers that are watching this on YouTube. Have a look at the attention to for you. Look at that Fuchs machined back end of it. Look, how about I've the never... the disc brake rotor, um, automatic movement, and That's the VIN number that the great part of this car is actually made from the panels of a 911. No way. Why? It's, yeah, it's a cracker, you know, and they're a fantastic group of uh, enthusiastic guys. And, you know, if you're a car nut, even if you're not a Porsche nut, they make them out of mini parts, Jaguar parts. Um, No way. You know what, if you're an, if you're an, Aeroplane enthusiasts—they even do a model that's made out of recycled Spitfire parts. Wow! Now, I know awesome. as a nutcase, Pom slash—that means Englishman for anyone—it's not Australian, <laughs> right? <laughs> the, um, you guys, Spitfire. Ooh, I better have one of those. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's amazing, an, and it is an amazing watch, and it's pretty. I quite like it. You know? It is. Yeah.
1: It's good. Yeah, very good. Yep. Well, yeah, um, it's it's great to be on your podcast. I've been uh, I've been following you on YouTube, and uh, you've got such a gorgeous car there, sat behind you. Are, you. are you in your garage right now? Is that right? Presumably, yeah, of course, it has yeah, to yeah. Be.
0: yeah. Here it is. Here for, again for viewers, for those three viewers that have ever watched my channel that haven't seen it. There it is. There. But it's so good. Right. Hang on. More importantly, the wife's bike. Okay. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's yeah. I'm in my garage. It's. Um, 9 o'clock in the evening on a Friday night here, and it's 8 a.m. there?
1: Uh, it's, uh, yeah, just after 8 a.m. here in uh, Minneapolis, which is sort of in the middle of the country to the north for anyone who doesn't know.
0: Sounds alarmingly cold this time of the year, James.
1: Um, no, it's getting hot. It was like at least 65 degrees this morning, which is hot for me, which is, for you Aussies, that's like low 20s, maybe mid-20s.
0: So about the same as here in winter. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and so you're in Western Australia does that put you in Perth it is yes yeah. so I'm in Perth and um, look I'm not originally from Perth and if you don't if you're not born here you will never be Western Australian believe me it's that type of town okay oh really yeah yeah for sure but um, but it's a great place to live I've been here for 30 years actually 31 years this year and okay. I'm not going back this is life's pretty good here you know yeah,
1: one of my best friends lives in Perth with uh, her husband and two kids, and uh, she's invited me out there a bunch of times, but when I look at the flights and just, it's the most remote city on the planet, isn't it?
0: Yeah, remote, From most like- remote capital city, that's correct. And um, okay. look, look forward to you coming, because I'll tell you, once you do come, <laughs> it won't be the only time you ever do. That's fantastic. To, like To give you an idea, I think it was 25, 26 degrees Celsius here today, and it's May. You know, so life is okay here for us.
1: Mm-hmm. That's way too often.
0: Not ideal in an air cooled car that doesn't have air conditioning. I will say that in summertime. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Not a, but you not put a, your pop-
1: windows down and you get the speed up, you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, look, that goes okay. But, um, you know, not a lot. It's not a great convertible town because you just get the, you know, especially my hairline here, you do get... <laughs> Your copper belting, you know, the roof's down, you know. Not that my 356 has a convertible top. So tell us about your channel. What do you, you know, I follow you obviously on social media. That's how we've gotten together. And yeah, you know, we've how I can't even imagine how many times you and I have postponed this podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, thank you for being patient with me. What with um, you know everything just going on over here professionally and personally, and then my baby girl arriving two weeks ago, it's been uh, it's been like pretty hectic. Um, yeah, I started auto amateur on YouTube about four and a half, maybe five years ago when I first bought uh, my first ever Porsche. It was a nine nine six. Yeah, and uh, I got into YouTube a little bit uh, just prior to that with a Jeep Grand Cherokee as I was thinking about taking it off-road, and there were loads of videos on YouTube about people, especially in the Western side of the US, off-roading in their Grand Cherokees and their Wranglers and so on. Sure. So I got a bit of interest in YouTube, got a little bit of interest in sort of the automotive videos, and then when I had my own 996, and I first took it in for an oil change, and they charged me like 250 bucks, I thought that's ridiculous. You know, I pay $50 for an oil change in my Jeep, and I'm paying 250 for my uh, Porsche. I'm going to figure out how to do that myself.
0: How's that turned
1: out, out for you? I'll say that again.
0: How has that turned out for you? You know the uh...
1: oil, like doing oil changes myself. It is so much fun. It's yeah, awesome. It was good. a bit nerve wracking the first time. I've done it maybe a dozen times now, um, but I found DIY videos on YouTube and they were pretty good, but they were a bit basic. And I thought, you know, what, I'm just going to do one, and then that sort of snowballed into another DIY video and another. And then I met a few friends in the Twin Cities here um, who started. Wanting to go for drives. So I thought, I'm going to video a drive. And it kind of just, you know, grew organically from that.
0: Yeah, great. And now I'm, I've got, I do enjoy your videos. I, look, <laughs> in all reality, and please don't take this offensively, you're about as good on the Spanish as I am. Right. So for me, it's, <laughs> it's like a normal guy yeah, I'm going, to buy yeah. I'm going to have a go at this. You know what I mean? It's not exactly. like I'm listening to a mechanic do it who has done it 35 times, you know? So exactly. I, do, I do enjoy your DIY videos. They're good fun, you know? Thank you. Yeah. yeah, And I, I got, you know, I've go got to watch all of them because I don't think anyone does, but the, um, know, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like I recently changed the exhaust on my three, five, six. Mm-hmm the number of things that came up were excruciating. And I thought, if I had a oh, video really? of this, this would have been a 17-hour video for a two-hour job. Yeah. I'm sure you've had those types of experiences.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the, the one that sort of accelerated the growth of my YouTube channel from maybe 500 viewers to a couple of thousand was uh, an airbag or a steering wheel change video I was trying to do with my 997. Ah, okay. and, uh, Did you
0: go to the modern flippity-flappity-pedals type steering wheel? No, I didn't I didn't do that, but I wanted to get away from the triangular airbag that was sure. in
1: standard first-gen, and I wanted yeah, to yeah. go to the, uh, the second-gen round airbag GTS steering wheel. Sure, sure. And I thought it was going to be a great video, you know, and everything was going perfectly well. It took me like an hour and a half to get the wheel off, to get the new wheel on, to film it, to talk, and I was feeling super confident. And then, right in the last minute, when I turned the engine on, the horn just kept on blasting, and the, <laughs> you filmed that. It just part wouldn't of it? stop. Yeah, and it was all part of the video. It wouldn't stop. And at this point, <laughs> I thought, oh, maybe, maybe I've just pushed it in too far. I couldn't get the airbag out of the wheel. Perfect. It just it, it got trapped. The wiring harness wasn't in properly. It got trapped by the side of the drum. Um, you know, long story short, five hours later, it's close to midnight. I am at my wit's end, yeah, and I make a decision to take a knife and stab and cut the front of my airbag off in an effort to get it out. Because I figure I'm going to either lose this $400 airbag or I'm going to lose this $1,200 steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. I don't sure. want to lose both. Yeah. As it turns out, it was pretty easy to take out, but I just got myself into that moment of panic and frustration. and
0: uh, We've all been um, there. We've all been there, my friend. So
1: I took, yeah, so I took a knife and and actually for the the Facebook 997 uh, retrofit page for about a year, their photo on Facebook was the interior of my lovely tan 997 with a massive camping knife stuck (laughs) out of the airbag.
0: (laughs) Classic. What a great, what a great shot, eh? Yeah.
1: But, you know, three or four years later, I still get people commenting while I'm doing DIY videos being like, don't get your knife out. (laughs) calm down eh?
0: classic (laughs) classic so tell us um we've all been living in a pandemic that lacks travel how's life Mm. been there in minneapolis um
1: i think quite honestly for me it's been great personally because prior to the pandemic i was sort of traveling two or three states every week with my job um you know, away from home, and uh, my kids so were getting to the age where they would notice, you know, if I was yeah. gone for a few days. Sure. Um, so for me personally, being at home, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, my wife, who's a huge extrovert, um, she's an actress and an entertainer, and she sort of thrives from going to shows and doing yeah. gigs and, yeah. you know, that whole lifestyle. Mm-hmm. She's going up the walls where yeah, I'm just imagine. like,
0: sure.
1: We're going to stay at home for
0: another six months all right yeah okay yeah 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 look we've been um, we've been pretty fortunate here in perth we've only had like uh three weeks of lockdown across yeah you know i don't how long 14 months 15 months of yeah the covid period so we're very fortunate here but yeah the travel has stopped you know western australia be the way it is the state government here we've got some interesting tiers of government here in australia it's not worth going into in this video but nonetheless we've pretty much locked everyone out and everyone has to stay in, you know, that was the case for about a year and yeah, sure it's had its benefits and it's negatives. but prior to COVID, I was traveling once every three weeks for a week just because of my grown-ups' job, not this, not this, what I'm doing now. And uh, as a result, my daughter, like you, my daughter's getting older and, Dad's away, dad's away, plays up for mum, gets home, is an angelic, you know, and my daughter's going – and my wife's going, hey, what happened to the demon spawn that was there before? You know, so the whole thing has been good the last twelve months for me Also, It's been a good time. But in all reality, missed a lot of uh, amazing automotive events. I had a lot of – Yeah. Had a lot of some amazing – like it would have been the year, 2020 would have been the year that my YouTube channel would have hopefully gone to the next level because I – had something like, I think it was fourteen overseas trips booked and paid for for Porsche focused events. You know what I mean? Wow. Around, the, around the world, you know. So it was, yeah. was going to be a cracker year, you know. It was, but bang, in comes COVID, and look, those opportunities will present themselves again. But yeah, to look at, I'm looking. You know, I was prior to our meeting this evening. I was looking at my calendar and done yeah, I didn't get to go to that. No, I didn't go to that. No, I didn't go to that. Yeah. Yeah. No one went to that. Um, you know, so, you know, it's not like yeah. I was the only one that missed out. It was everyone for these events, you know. Yeah. But, you know, th- those th- Again, those opportunities will present themselves again in the future. I'm sure it'll be a cracker of a, uh, you know, and it's just putting those things off.
1: Yeah, totally. Like um, in the past year, I missed uh, just maybe two or three events. I, I was Fortunate enough to get myself a press pass to SEMA. Uh, and it would that would have been, good been fun. No, oh, it would have been so much fun. Uh, and I missed a uh, an organized um, trip to uh, the Tale of the Dragon with the Renn Sport Dragon Rally crew. Oh,
0: yeah, that this... would have been terrible. You're, you're lucky you didn't go to that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Two or 300 <laughs> Porsches. I can imagine, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, so I didn't get to do that, unfortunately. Maybe this fall uh, when we're out there. Uh, but yeah, you know, people have had to sort of just adapt and figure out something else. I think in many ways, people have found like um, a new kind of, they've been finding new outlets creatively, you know, they've had to. And you, yeah, know, you yeah, see sure. the joke over here, you know, the family's learning how to make sourdough bread. <laughs> 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 got nothing else to do.
0: The sound um, would be you know. actually the facial expression of parents. What would it be? The sour part of sourdough oh, is a facial yeah. expression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's you say about the press pass because the real trigger for COVID here for us was I was – I had a FIA F1 press pass for Melbourne, Australian Formula 1 Grand Prix. Yeah. Wow. And um, 2020, right? And I was at Perth Airport. I was literally – in line to board the aircraft you know i get a phone call from the media center saying we're going to announce in the morning that the event is canceled oh <laughs> don't get on the plane if you're not here yet and i said i'm not getting on the plane <laughs> so it was, oh man it was an overnight flight because of our time difference like the la new york red eye thing i'm oh, sure it's the same right yeah.
1: australia is massive
0: yeah yeah so it's the same sort of thing so i get on um So I thought, oh, yeah, I'm not getting on the plane. Get to the front of the line. You better get my luggage off. I'm not getting on this plane. I'm not going to Melbourne if if this F1's not on. So that was actually the start of COVID for Australia, essentially, you know. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so the media thing and, yeah, I had some great media passes lined up for that whole year, you know. I was going to – I had a media pass for Luftkugel. Oh, you did? Yeah, and, um, you know, and that was all done and paid for and – had events in New Zealand and Japan and all these, uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. their future experiences that are yet to come that I can't wait for, you know, that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. We can all get on an airplane again.
1: Did you see the pandemic coming? Like for me as a dad with a couple of young kids, I'm not as close to the news as I used to be because sure. I, you know, in the morning I can't turn the news on because we're watching cartoons, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know
0: you did that I, as a kid as well, but now you're an adult. You've missed out on that whole <laughs> thing. that <was> like, <laughs> I know, right, right. Well, my, my last trip before the pandemic was uh, I did a job out
1: in Maui in the Hawaiian Islands. Sure, and yeah. on the way out there, it was normal. I was there for like a week. On the way back, I suddenly noticed everyone wearing masks and people sitting down around me on the airplane, getting out massive bottles of hand sanitizer and wiping down everything. And I was just thinking... What what's going on, and well, what's happening? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'd, I'd heard about COVID, and I thought sure, it was just another sure. swine flu. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be that with,
0: bad. Something to do with someone eating bats, putting them in kebabs or dim sims or something, was <laughs> not it? Yeah, it well, was
1: something like that. I don't know.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just looking around, thinking. I kind of feel like
1: I'm in one of those horror movies where everyone knows that zombies are coming and I don't. You know, classic. <laughs> and
0: classic. that was it. That was my last trip. Yeah, yeah, sure. Look, I spend about twenty minutes in the car to get to work each day, and I listen to our national broadcaster's um, news report on podcasts in the car on yeah, Android yeah. Auto type thing. So, yeah, I I was relatively up to speed with what was coming down the chute, But regardless, it's you know, it's all upside down. None of us are unique on that exactly. front. Now, um, I watched some of your YouTube videos that w- didn't involve you, spanner under the car, road trip, tail of the dragon. Even though you didn't get to go to Sport.
1: Yeah, oh, that was amazing. That was so much fun. A but couple you of years, years
0: ago, year. how did you get out of jail on this one? How did you? How was this even permitted? Well, I'm, I'm a good chap. Doesn't know yet. you. thought you were at work. <laughs> <laughs> for listeners. He just did the whole shh thing. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Like just mark, just
1: <laughs> uh, no. You know, um, R- my wife Ruthie and I have got a very, a very balanced relationship. Because,
0: Fantastic, that's great to hear.
1: You know, she likes to go out more than I do, basically. So yeah, okay. I get to put the sort of you know the gold stars in the bank and cash them in every night. Nice, again. nice, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's quite often me doing bedtime and 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 me sort of like saying, "Oh yeah, honey, you want to go out?" Just like drop of a hat go and do shopping or hang out with some friends sure go for it i'll, I'll happily stay at home and watch action movies on the couch instead of you know sure. hgtv yeah uh so i was able to cash in quite a few uh, coins there that i'd collected over the years yeah that would have been uh, some
0: considerable credit needed in the bank to withdraw there's no doubt about that
1: oh yeah definitely yeah definitely um so, you know, I'm not doing any road trips for a while.
0: Yeah, not till <laughs> next week anyway. Yeah, okay.
1: At least, yeah. No, I mean, maybe maybe September, October. Uh, but I've been to the Tail of the Dragon a couple of years before. I was wanting to just, I think having been home so long, I wanted to get away and do something. Um, I didn't want to get on a plane, wanted to make some videos, got in touch with a YouTuber friend of mine, Jay Reed from the Jay Reed Car Channel, uh, another Brit living in the States. He's a 996 driver on the East Coast. Sure. And we sort of kicked around the idea of driving somewhere in the middle of the country yeah, and man. making a few videos over a day. Uh, and, um, you know, we had kind of two choices, really. One was Detroit and uh, the second was Tale of the Dragon. And you well, know, Detroit is a place to you, isn't it? Well, it's kind of in the middle, but, you know, there isn't really a lot around there. You know, you want to go see the Lions play. There's, there are no mountains. There's a lake, you know. Tale of the Dragon, yeah, let's do that. And then Jay threw in in the idea idea. of going to the Porsche Experience Center in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was down. 3,000 miles driven in four days.
0: Shame about that rain on that day. I know, I know. (laughs) I was watching it going, oh, man, I would have have saved the extra day waiting for the dry day.
1: I know, I know. But you know what? I'm a Brit. We're used to the rain. I was like, it's just an average day. No worries.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. How long you lived in the US?
1: Uh, uh, The first time I came over here on a job for a couple of years in the early 2000s, but I've lived here now full time, uh, just over 10 years.
0: Yeah, okay. Is your wife Um, uh, from the UK?
1: No, my wife's actually here from Minnesota. Originally, we met in uh, New York City. She was was there doing the whole singing, dancing, Broadway thing, and and I was doing a contract in downtown Manhattan. We met on mash.com. We would never have met in a million years if it wasn't for mash.com. You know, sure. Um, Brit, corporate guy, actress, you know, entertainment lady from Midtown. We would never have met.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, and then, that, yeah. But you know what? Those sort of opposites are, per- opposites are perfect for each other, aren't they?
1: They, yeah. I mean, they, they make for a lot of interesting conversations, fun occasional arguments you know how it goes
0: <laughs> you know yeah for sure for sure and um so tell me with regards to you know you went down to Taylor dragon with your mate drove your cars had a cracker of a time it's like yeah you know it's a fair slog down that far from your place because the u.s loves to have a town every what two miles <laughs> like all the way, to, you don't actually get a good run, right? So Unlike Australia yeah. where we have a town every, what, 160 miles, you know? Yeah, yeah. must have been, what, a 15-hour drive or something, a 12-hour drive. I, I'm guessing here. I don't know, you know. It was.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the first time I did it, we did it in one go, and that was 17 hours. Yeah, okay. Um, And it was supposed to be 14 hours, but we were in a big group and everybody wanted to stop I know, at a different Things
0: happen. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, th- this time round I broke it up. I stopped over at night um, in Indianapolis, which is sort of halfway along. Yeah, sure. Uh, so nice. we did eight hours, eight hours, and then six hours. You know, day after day. Yeah. Um, right. it was kind of fun. You know, I did the first leg of the trip with a friend of mine from the Twin Cities here, Patrick. Um, he drives his nine nine seven, and then we picked up another guy in his GT three, Jeremy, uh, from Indianapolis. So every every day was a little different. And yeah, sure. Nice it was fine. And, you know, we're on the walkie-talkies as well while we're driving. Yeah, of course. So yeah,
0: yeah, that, that does make, the- it makes the drive a, a lot more entertaining.
1: Yeah, the band's is fun, you know. I don't have to yeah. listen to my iPod endlessly and all the songs that I haven't changed in about 20 years.
0: Yeah, uh, interesting you say that because back in the late 80s, that's right. That is a decade for the young listeners of the uh, podcast. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> we, uh, I had a, I had a friend, and we rode, we rode our motorcycles from Sydney to Melbourne for a long weekend type thing. Okay. To give you some perspective, it's about eight hundred kilometers. What's that? Five hundred miles, right? And a um, little oh, more, often. yeah. But yeah. 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 So, uh, and. Um, we had voice-activated microphones in our helmets so we could talk to each other while we were riding. Yeah, that's cool. you know? Yeah, it was good fun until, the, you know, their voice activated so when you start talking, the other person can't talk, right? Yeah. Until the person I was travelling with thought it would be great to sing Bohemian Rhapsody back-to-back <laughs> himself for like two and a half hours. <laughs> And it's always stuck with me, you know, that whole oh you, you know, but voice activated, so <laughs> they can't interrupt them. They, it's just, they keep the line up the whole time.
1: <laughs> I would have driven alongside him and slapped him on the head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just one of those traveling trip laps, oh you know, to look God. back on when you're older and that type of what thing. What a chopper. Yeah, yeah, what a yeah. It was funny. Hey, um, are you involved in the uh, Porsche Club in your region?
1: You know, I am, um, I, that, you know, I, I sort of felt like I had to join when I got a Porsche. It was the thing to do. Sure, um, sure. you know, I've got a Porsche. Hey, Hey, there's a Porsche club of America. I'm going to join it. It's going to be awesome. Um, I joined it. I got the sticker, put it in my car and, you know, for the first year or so, um, I went to one or two events, but quite honestly, it wasn't really my scene. You know, yeah, okay, fair um, enough. The, the people I met were very nice, but it was just you know, sort of standing around chit-chatting. I, I wanted to get out and drive. You know, I didn't yeah, want to sure, have, sure. have a technical yeah. discussion or felt like I was at a lecture. You know, because I, I just I wanted to get out and have a bit of fun. And they didn't do too much driving. The only the only organized driving events they did, you know, would cost you major coin if you wanted to go. Right, you know, for okay. a weekend away to yeah, a track. Yeah, Yep, yep. Uh so a bunch of us kind of broke off and uh just decided to ju- make our own little Facebook group. I get and it. Sure. uh
0: you know, Friday oh, afternoon, cr- hey, anybody free want to Not an uncommon the that here among uh, Porsche enthusiasts. What are you talking about? Here? Exactly.
1: Yeah. So we so I think, you know, probably a good dozen or so of my friends here are hardcore Porsche Club of America members and it's great and you know, we've got great friendships and so on. Yep, yep. And then there's like a broader another couple of dozen or more, even though we've got like 300 people in our group. Um, but, you know, probably 20, 30 people that get together every couple of weeks on a Sunday morning, go out for a drive, you know, pre-pandemic, we'd go and get breakfast, yeah. then go for a drive or what have you. Um, yeah. So I, I I, kind of, you know, like bridge both worlds. I I, yeah, I try to sure. stay involved in PCA. Um, it doesn't feel like an obligation, but it's not quite as fluid and dynamic. And, you know, these days with everybody working around the clock, yeah, it's yeah. it's hard to, to, to be anything other than, you know, reactive and fluid. Yep.
0: Yeah. The, um, the reason I ask is because personally I've found I'm a member of the local Porsche club here in Western Australia. Has, you know, in the last, you know, three or four years ago, I was even a committee member. But I found oh, yeah. that if you want to get on the track, there's someone else willing to organise the whole thing so you can actually track your car. Tell me. Yeah. Do you track your car?
1: I have never tracked my car and I haven't yet, but having, um, having driven the GT three and the turbo S around the track of the Porsche center of uh, Atlanta or whatever it was called, the experience center. Yeah. I'm keen. I kind of want to do it. Yeah. I want to do it.
0: Sure. I, um, I I did a podcast, probably a, Look, going back a couple of months ago now with Lee Sibley, who you may, oh, you do know Lee. He's been in one of your. I know Lee really well, yeah. Yeah. And um, we spoke about tracking cars. I have very limited experience, right? And I said, you know, I mentioned to him that, you know, if I was going to, if I wanted to track cars regularly, I would probably buy a track car, which is significantly cheaper than buying a road car. Yeah. less Compromises on the track and trailer it there and drive it, which, you know, he threw up in his mouth, right? And um, suggested that, you know, if you buy a Porsche, that's what they thought it a drive the track, do the track, drive home type thing. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, since then, I've, you know, I look at people that have put too much money into their own cars and have pretty much made them singularly track cars. Yeah. It still appeals to me a lot to buy a track-focused car that I just put on a trailer. you know what? If I do prang the thing, I just put it back on the trailer and take it home. Rather than how am I going to get home yeah. tonight? You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think for me, I think I've got to. I, I think I would just want to use my own car. Sure. And and the reason I would want to use my own car is because I work on it. I've modified it. Yeah. It yeah, means yeah. a lot to me. Yeah. And. I get it. I want to get it on the road as well as the track and and, and feel the difference between each. I've got friends that have track cars and daily drivers and and that's fine too. Um, But I think it would be the one car for me. The thing that I am worried about with tracking is that uh, a couple of my friends have gone tracking for the first time. And uh, like one of my friends, Ben, he was in love with this uh, Cayman 981 in whatever the, the kind of like nice color blue was available, like aqua blue or whatever at the time. And it was a gorgeous car. He loved it. He went tracking, and within a month later, he moved himself up to a second-generation 991 with, you know, tuned engine and an extra couple of hundred horses. And it was all because of the track. You just, put, I want to go faster. I yeah, need to go so, faster.
0: And, and you're, and you're, what you're concerned, your marriage won't sustain that type of enthusiasm.
1: Mate, one hundred percent.
0: I empathise with uh, what you're talking about. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. Yep. Um,
1: <laughs> it would, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had four 911s in five years, and I currently own two. I've got a 996, and I've got a 991. And um, since driving a GT3 for the first time about 18 months ago, <laughs> I've got that on my brain, and my wife understands now what a GT3 is. Um, so she knows I can't just like sneak home a different colored car and I'm like, Oh yeah, it was a fair exchange. If she sees that wing in the garage, she knows that I put some coin down to, to you upgrade. Mean, you
0: me that wing you got fitted to your 991. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, look, there is some consolation. Oh, look, I don't know what the vibe is there in the U S right. But here in Australia, it's like a countdown clock to the first man stepping on the moon to 2025 when all those 10-year warranties run out on those um, motors yeah. from the 991 Generation 1 GT3s when the absolute ass is going to fall out of the resale. You know, like everyone's expecting yeah, cars to yeah. have in value because everyone's just going to be too scared to, because they've got this motor that's like pulling a pin on a hand grenade for a lot of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, there's a lot of people holding out till 2025 to buy GT3s here. I know that for a fact, you know.
1: I, you know, I, I don't think, and I don't mean to throw my new nation under the bus. I, I don't think we Americans think that far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <I> don't think. <laughs> I don't think we're smart enough. I know so many people that consider have that them the
0: consider them under the bus right now, James
1: really okay yeah. oh, no, 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 sorry guys no. look the only translation guys.
0: you got in this sentence is you said we like you're inclusive you know you're <laughs> as much of a victim as they are yeah <laughs>
1: <Yeehaw>! <laughs> no but you know I, I just know um i know so many people that they want a gt3 they've gone and bought a gt3 and six months later they've traded it on because they didn't like it as a daily so
0: fair enough you know, it's not a daily think, car, let's face it you i know, think it's-
1: the sensible car enthusiasts that see the GT3 as being their dream car, which they'll keep forever, will wait until that moment in time. I yeah. think the vast majority of other Porsche owners that can afford to go and buy a brand new GT3 will just go and buy a GT3 and they'll they'll spin it around in a couple of years yeah, and I'm, they'll be on to the next thing.
0: I'm, I'm about a million views a month away from that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh I don't know mate you're going to have to create yourself an OnlyFans account or something you I don't think know so? yeah, yourself-
0: a, I, look with this face I'm not convinced I'm necessarily going to get the fund the funding you know <laughs> what I mean to, uh, to, to put in my order for the new GT the 992 GT3 but look who knows you know who knows you just yeah, it's, it's, going to, way, it's going to involve a lot of plastic surgery and a lot of sit-ups <laughs> <laughs> well Telling me that, you know, I I had anticipated asking if you'd been to the Nürburgring, but you just mentioned that, you know, your your first experience was at the Porsche Centre. So yeah. um, haven't had the opportunity, obviously, to go to the Nürburgring and, you know, scare the hell out of yourself.
1: Not as a car enthusiast. Um, I was in the vicinity of the ring as a child, as my uh, folks used to track my brother and I all over, um, You're- all over the uh, – the European nations camping, they were both sure. school teachers. And so we had, you know, six weeks every summer to go camping, uh, but no, not as a car enthusiast. And I think my head might explode if I go there, but you know, everyone makes such a big deal of that racetrack and for, for the right reason, you know, um, there are loads of other great tracks around the country that you can, or around the world that you can get access to. Um, but will they replicate that somewhere else or will they, you know, create franchises, you know, that, that might be quite lucrative. Can you imagine one of those? Smack there's bang a lot in of real, the Abu Abu real
0: estate in different places around the world and there's very few countries the size of Australia as are uh, sparsely populated. You know, so how they haven't built something that is, you know, 20Ks long and 160 corners just baffles me over here. But
1: yeah,
0: I love the idea of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the whole pay per lap, open road, bring your motorbike, bring your ambulance, Yeah. (laughs) bring your helmet, whatever it is, whatever works for you. I just really think that the, uh, I'm just baffled there's not more demand for a comparable product elsewhere around the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can see that argument at the same time though, when you factor in just how expensive it is to go to the track and you might wear your brakes out, you might go through a set of tires, you got to, you know how many tanks of gas are you going to go through you got to get race insurance um you got to get car insurance for the track uh, at least you do over here a um, couple of nights in a hotel if it's not on your backyard i mean you want to go driving around in circles for a day it's going to cost you a couple of grand look you know
0: i 100 appreciate what you're talking about here right but i haven't heard the new big ring down broke
1: well that's true. And I think that's probably because Porsche and Mercedes are propping it up because they test out all of their cars <laughs> that are all. Look, the time. you may very
0: well be right there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. The um tell me what how do you feel about the performance on the modern Porsche's?
1: Um I, I I think they they keep getting faster and faster, but I think they're getting I think they're getting, um, you know, and they're obviously getting more powerful, but I, I feel like they're getting slightly more disconnected from the driver in the road. I think that's my feeling. Um, sure. You know, having driven a, a 70s uh, 911S, um, a 993, and then I've owned the nine nine six seven and the 991. Um, I don't know. It's, it's almost like the chair's getting softer and the suspension's getting softer. And and the owner's getting older. And the owner's getting
0: older. Yeah, exactly. And complaining about, oh, my back. My back, yeah. I yeah. can't get out of this thing. No, but the other reason I ask is I very recently was fortunate enough to for Porsche Cars Australia to give me a Taycan, for, a Taycan Turbo for a couple of days. Oh, know? nice. You know, so and... I think for me, don't get me wrong, I've driven a number of Teslas. I'm fortunate enough to have been in that situation, you know. Okay. And But driving the Taycan really, I guess, rung home to me that you can't buy these cars for performance anymore. You've got to buy them from engage, for engagement. You know, it's,
1: which so then, for your listeners, what, what's what's your definition then? What's the difference between performance and engagement?
0: Oh, engagement to me is the what the vehicle gives back to you for what you put into it. Okay. okay. Performance means pushing down that pedal that's on the right-hand side in your footwell to yep. the bottom until it doesn't go any further and how far your organs move in your body when you do so. <laughs> right. Okay, which is significant in an electric car, whether it is a Tesla or a Taycan turbo or yeah. a gt3 rs or a gt2 rs or right yeah you know, and in reality if you haven't driven a modern sports car and when i say modern post say 2000 yeah right a five second car is a very very fast car right when i say yeah. five second, yeah. i mean zero to 62 okay sure um but when you're halving those times It's you know you don't need brain cells to make these cars go fast or skill. You just need a heavy right leg, you know. Yeah, yeah. So before this, before this experience in the Taycan Turbo, I I was very much, I guess, horsepower chasing. What's the latest? What's the greatest? What's the fastest? Whatever. But for me, the electric car sort of ruined that enthusiasm. (laughs) Don't (laughs) get me wrong. The electric car is it's an it has its place it's an it's an amazing car sure does it need to be as good as it is performance wise probably not i don't necessarily think it appeals to that purchaser you know it doesn't yeah. have that engagement yeah to me right and yeah. um so I, it really brought home to me that if i'm looking for a car for engagement i've now started looking at much older cars to aspire to not latest, greatest, fastest, etc. cetera, because yeah. they're not. You know, they're just not the fastest. You know, yeah. you're you sitting in a set of traffic lights in a new, I want to say new, current model, GT2 RS, and there is a 17-year-old nanny at the lights next to you with three kids in the back, and she thinks, I'm going to hand you your bottom on a plate. She, she may very well do that. You know what I mean. So, as a result, as an enthusiast, yeah, it's brought in a question to me that part of it. So, and it's really, yeah. it's really limited the cars that I aspire to now because of that one single. Oh, that's issue. interesting. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, I, I think so. When I drove the the, the Taycan Turbo, um, a friend of mine works for Porsche of Minneapolis, here. he took me out um, for a quick ride. My initial reaction was. This is silly. It is just too yeah. fast. It's yeah, too yeah, powerful. Sure. Nobody needs a car this fast. Mm-hmm. It's a statement from Porsche to say, we're in the game. We're going to kick everybody else's ass. We're still yeah. going to make the fastest cars, the best cars. It was just insane. Absolutely insane. And when I drove the 992 Turbo S, which is actually faster than the Taken Turbo is, by like yep. a split second. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, not not enough for you awesome right to say. understand the difference though. Let's be realistic.
1: Yeah. But it, it just just too fast, too powerful, and and I think I, I appreciate what you're saying because to me the sweet spot for the for the 911 range um, in terms of performance and engagement is probably the 997. Having owned the 996 and driven a 993, sure, um, because it still had it still gives you that sort of analog raw kind of experience and yeah, you feel yeah, the right. road and you feel connected to the mm-hmm. car. Yep. Um, but you've got you know, you've got 300 plus horses, and uh, you can you've got that five second car, yep, yep. Um, the 991 is probably the, the furthest I might go before I start feeling like you know, I'm kind of losing the 911 experience here, I think.
0: Which that's a common theme I'm hearing from people who've bought 991s for new listeners, that's from like 2012 through to what 2019, right? 2018, yeah okay yeah um they are too efficient they're too good a gt car is the common theme i'm hearing from people mm. that daily these cars are going Look, i like getting back in my weekend car which is 100 horsepower less
1: yeah yeah Much, right. you
0: know noisier less comfortable I'm more tired after a drive type feel, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I think the isolation between driver and experience for 991 from the feedback I've received, I've driven a number of ones and I think they're amazing cars, but I don't daily drive one, you know what I mean? So yeah. And you know, when you do the same thing every day, it changes your ex- feel for that, yeah. whatever it yeah. is, you know. So, um, yeah, so it, I find it fascinating, you know, you particularly as a 991 owner the um yeah hearing your response on that feel type thing yeah is yours is yours a pdk or a manual
1: it's pdk Mm -hmm. and uh, my 997 was manual and i have to say as much as i love and i grew up driving manuals in the uk um like like every POM does yep exactly exactly every pdk uh, uh, sorry every time i get in that car and i'm driving the pdk i get that kind of rush and race car kind of experience especially when I hear my exhaust like rasp and rattle from gear to gear um I think the naturally aspirated engine as well in the first generation 991 is also a big part of the experience yeah yeah sure um having driven the second generation 991 with the turbocharged it's awesome the power delivery is fantastic but the noise just isn't there and the 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 personality's changed a little bit so in many ways I think my my current dream car is the first-generation 991 in the GT3. That yeah. would just be cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. But would I want to daily that every day? I don't know. And I might ruin the sparkle. Not,
0: not without a kidney belt and a mouth guard. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> which, which, which leads me to, I guess, is the GT3 touring the perfect compromise?
1: Yes, it is. It is, but not the 992 version. I'm, I'm, I'm dreading the. 992 How do
0: you know? Version. You have brought it out yet. You can't say that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. I'm, I'm okay. a scouser. I can say whatever I want,
0: <laughs> and I believe it.
1: <laughs> no, I think, um, you know, just like the 911 R for the for the uh, the 991.1. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The first time they'd released an R in decades. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a magical special car. The GT3 Touring came out for the first time in the second generation 991 that that is a special car i kind of feel a little bit disappointed that they're going to bring out the touring equivalent of the 992 even though that might sound silly i kind of hope they might skip a generation or two because yeah, yeah sure that's touring in that spec that generation at that time where everybody's going people like me are putting wings on the back of anything on the back yeah. of my lawnmower just to make yeah, it yeah, cooler yeah, yeah. Is the pinnacle of the 991 in many ways. Yeah, and yeah, now they're yeah. just, it's, you know, it's the, 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 the going a bit too Hollywood. It's like, let's bring the sequel in, you know, a year after the, the first one premiered.
0: It, it's, it's interesting you say this, right? I didn't buy a 911R that I was offered at 180,000 euro, right? Yeah, no, don't worry. Look, we all live in regret, okay? <laughs> all that <laughs> opportunity to have said no to, right? And um, because a, Friend of mine who shall remain unnamed, but is based in Switzerland was offered three of them when they were pre-order. Okay. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's like I said, remain unnamed and I'll give you any more details. I'll give away who he is. And he yeah. said, Mark, if you want one of these, I will give you one of my allocation and they're gonna cost you one hundred and eighty thousand euro. I said, They're going nowhere. No one's gonna buy those cars. Yeah, it just shows you how smart I am, right? The uh, <laughs> and, um, it, But it was conditional that I had to keep it for three years as well, so I couldn't have flipped it in the heyday of 911Rs, obviously, right? I have since driven a 911R, and I'll be honest with you, I'm a big fan of any car that makes me sound like a pirate to describe it. With the i <laughs> uh, I'd love, you know what, I'd love to go somewhere like Porsche Cornwall to hear how they describe them. Oh, my God, yeah. Honestly, it sounds like a YouTube video. Anyone in the UK who's listening to this, you've got to go and do it, right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. please go and
1: do it for us right now.
0: Just for us too, right? (laughs) But um, all joking aside, amazing motor car. The way you're talking about the GT3 Touring, I would feel that way about 911R, but not necessarily the Touring. I thought the Touring would just be another, it's it's one of the 27 variants of 911 you could buy.
1: Yeah.
0: That's how I feel about it, you know. And you know, I, I don't know. I think uh, it's okay to be wrong. It's so expensive here <laughs> in Australia, you know, the tourism yeah. are just exorbitant. Yeah. And, and like nine eleven hours obviously as well. You know, it's a six hundred thousand dollar car here in Australia, which Oof. yeah. But we have different taxes and things and you know it's Just the way it is, you know. If you want one of those, that's what it costs, so you just got to pay. You know, so there's no hiding from it. And you know what? If you import one from another country because you've lived there for more than 12 months, that's how the laws work. You bring it in, you've still got to pay that same tax the local people had to pay over and above. Oh, no way! Wow, yeah, yeah. so you cop it. Wow. So, there's no, there's nowhere to hide from it, you know. So,
1: yeah, but yeah,
0: you do get it back when you go to sell it as well, so there's no, you know.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I know somebody who's in the process of selling his Touring, and uh, he's going to be walking away with thousands and thousands of dollars in his pocket because the values have rocketed. Um, e- even people who bought the second generation 991 GT3s, not the RS, not the Touring, sure. Sure, yeah. they have gone up in value. And they're flipping their cars right now and, and putting down money for the, the, for the 992, which they can now afford. <laughs> you know, because yeah, yeah, you know what? made money on their 991s. Yeah,
0: that's, that's all good and well, but, you know, when you buy and sell in the same market, you don't really make money. Mm. You know, and you're going to punch it into something else, aren't you? Like, like you said, the 992 yeah. GT3. Yeah. Which, woo-hoo, I made $40,000 on my GT3 991.2. Oh, i have got to put another hundred in to get the nine nine two. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I gave it straight back
0: to Porsche. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound that smart. All of a sudden, does it? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, it really
1: doesn't. It really doesn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, I can now. I know that um, you've got a bit on this morning, so I really appreciate you taking the time to. Have yeah, a no worries, today, James. It's been a great chat, and you know what? We should do this not podcasting again sometime soon because. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I feel like we haven't had enough time to uh, crap onto each other about things we're excited about.
1: Yeah, totally. I've really enjoyed this, Mark. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. And I re- yeah, understand early in the morning there, young family, you're a genius for being able to get locked into a study with two doors, which you obviously need, <laughs> right, with young kids in the house. Anyway, yeah. anyone who's got any comments or anything for this podcast, I'd like to contribute, say anything, give us some, let us know if, Look, I love getting things wrong. So, and I know you love correcting me out there, you listeners. So please (laughs) do so. (laughs) But it's been, yeah, it's been a great time. I really appreciate time tonight, today for you, tonight for me. Thanks very much. You James. Cheers, Mark. All the best. You too.